0: And so this morning what we're doing is uh, we're launching a new 12-part series on the book of Matthew. Yeah. You guys, here's the thing. We go through a book of the Bible every year where we just go, let's take this book and let's just kind of go through it. Every year without fail, I'm always frustrated that we didn't take the entire year to go through that book, right? Like, so whenever you go through the book of the Bible, you're like, wait a minute, you're going to spend 20 minutes on a different chapter of that book every week. Uh, so my encouragement always is the same this year read it right read it along with it read Matthew with me okay and uh, and go through it and dig into it you know we've talked many 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 times here about like soap journaling you know read that chapter write out the verse that stuck out to you pray over it make you write down your observations so go through Matthew nice and slow as we go through this so and so i'm just excited about it because matthew is so full of the teachings of jesus man best sermons ever written all right and uh, the book of matthew was actually written by matthew the tax collector which if you guys (laughs) anybody here watched the chosen is it just me or is the implication that matthew the tax collector is on the autism spectrum (laughs) Yeah. Okay, okay, it's not just me. All right, so uh, anyway, it's written, but now I can't read this and think about Matthew the tax collector without seeing this little guy on the autism spectrum sort of shuffling his feet and, you know, uh, he's very awkward. But one of Jesus' disciples, Matthew was one of Jesus' disciples. Matthew was written uh, roughly around 70 A.D., okay? And so it was during this time, uh, it was during the time when the Romans uh, destroyed the temple in Jerusalem. And so, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm no theologian, but my guess would kind of be like Matthew going, I remember when Jesus said that, right? Like, he's, he's you know, the, the Romans are destroying the temple, and Matthew's going, oh my goodness. It wasn't, just, it wasn't just an analogy, it wasn't just a metaphor what Jesus was talking about destroying the temple. And so, very, 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 very interesting times when it was written. Matthew is really unique because it, it includes, it's the only gospel that includes the genealogy of Jesus which, uh, that could be a sermon in itself, and it's, it's, that's actually a very important genealogy, but I think for most people, the temptation is to get to, to read you know, Matthew chapter one and go, and okay, and real words, <laughs> you know? And so, but uh, if, you've ever, if you're interested in that sort of thing, studying genealogy is very, very fascinating, but it's the only uh, gospel that includes the genealogy of Jesus. It's also the only uh, gospel that uses the term church, which is very interesting. And so uh, the, the book of Matthew, it's one of my favorites. Uh, but the main message, you know, each gospel sort of has a theme behind it. And the main theme behind Matthew is not just that Jesus is the Messiah, but Jesus is King. And so very, very fascinating. Read through it. You can read through it in that uh, lens. Through that lens, when you read through Matthew, you're going, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the King, and He's worthy of our worship. And uh, very, very fascinating. So I hope you guys read through it. Read through it slowly. Read through the Bible slowly. Uh, and so the, the teaching of Jesus that we're going to look at today on very, is, is the Beatitudes. And uh, listen, the Beatitudes, I've always had a kind of mixed feelings about the Beatitudes. We could spend you know, five weeks in the Beatitudes, really. And so, um, just so that you know in advance, I'm not going to do it justice. I am not going to do it justice, but I'm going to just kind of bring to you what I think the Lord is saying to us this morning. But uh, if we're going to look at the Beatitudes, like I said, I've always had kind of mixed feelings about this sermon. In fact, uh, sometimes in the past, I've read through the Beatitudes and I've just sort of skimmed. Does anybody ever skim over portions of the Bible? Okay, and the rest of you are liars? um but you know we do sometimes skim let's just be honest sometimes we skim so that we can go read my Bible today but uh we don't want to do that with, with the attitudes right and so I've had kind of mixed feelings about it sometimes I've just sort of skimmed over it um sometimes it's just been sort of tempting okay I skipped that yeah blessed blessed are blessed are blah 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 um, and the funny thing is is sometimes I don't know whether I've done that because I feel like it's trite-hopium. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Trite-hopium. If you're going through a hard time, blessed are you. Right? And uh, sometimes we kind of will read through that sort of lens. That's sort of that's just hopium. Those are just sort of positive words. It's like when your mom tells you everything's going to be all right. You know? You're like, she's mom. She has to say that. And moms say things to make you feel good when you're going through a hard time. And uh, so... <laughs> Uh, or it's because Jesus' like exhortation to be happy is most of the time, if not all the time, easier said than done. Right? When you're enduring persecution and somebody's telling you to be happy, sometimes you can even get angry at that person. Okay? Like you know when when, when you when you lose your job and somebody goes, "Come on, cheer up," you're like, "Shut up!" Right? I'll cheer up, and no, we don't want to hear those words, and so I think sometimes it all kind of depends on my own frame of mind. What am I going through in the moment when I read the Beatitudes and how I interpret it that way? But I do believe that the Beatitudes, when you read it carefully, when you, stu- when you study it, when you kind of go through, read it a couple times over, it's so packed with the kingdom of God. So, 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 so packed with the kingdom of God. And we all know that, you know, the kingdom of God is upside down. The kingdom of God is now and not yet. The kingdom of God is powerful. The, the, the economy of the kingdom of God makes no sense to our own common sense. And the Beatitudes is just packed with the kingdom of God. And uh, so it's, it's full of hope. And if we really hear what Jesus is saying, really it can kind of change everything for us. And I don't say that and with hyperbole. I mean that. It can change everything for us. So uh, that's what we're going to do this morning. That's my introduction. Uh, And so let's just pray real quick. God, we love you so much. And we praise you. And we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray that you would cause your word just to come alive in us today. God, that it would be transformational. We don't want to just go to your word. We don't want to pack a little more knowledge in our brains and then walk out of here feeling good because of it. God, we want to be transformed by it. So I I ask God that you would let your Holy Spirit come and have have your work, have your way in us, do a work in us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so what we're going to do? We are going to read Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 12. This is Jesus. Giving the sermon online. By the way, ah, we'll get into this later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Um, Jesus says, "God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for Him, for the kingdom of God is theirs." <sighs> if you got your Bible out, I want you to highlight or underline the word "is." You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? How do something else? Why? Because Jesus is saying, here's the thing about when you look, you read through this, it's such a great picture of the kingdom of God. Remember when I say the kingdom of God is now and not yet. Right? But Jesus is saying when you're poor and you realize your need for him, the kingdom of God is now theirs. Wow. Woo! Mind blown. We can go home. Worship team, come on up. Right? underline that is the kingdom of god is theirs god blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted wow okay now jesus is saying he first he's saying is then he's saying will be i love it okay i'm trying not to get distracted by this but this is the kingdom of god for they will be comforted god blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth god blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of God is theirs. He goes right back to present tense, is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things about you because you are my followers be happy about it (laughs) right be happy about it be very glad he says I love it those are words if you ask me in my opinion those words be happy about it be very glad far transcend come on cheer up right don't they I mean, what, what, has, what holds a little more power to you? Come on, cheer up, or be very glad. Be happy about it. For a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Woo, so much. Go back, read it slowly. Underline a few words. What jumps out to you? But if you remember one thing this morning, what I'm going to talk about is the road to the greatest blessings is the most difficult to travel. Gosh, we got to remember that one. The road to the greatest blessings are the most difficult to travel. We want to spend our lives, let's just be honest, sort of floating on a cloud, don't we? Everything goes good, right? Everything's all right. Got, you know, first job I applied for, I got it. Haven't, haven't experienced any tragedy. First relationship I was in was wonderful, blossomed, lasted the rest of my life right? We, we want that. We want, we want a road to blessing that doesn't have any stones in it, that doesn't have any potholes in it, that doesn't have any hills, that doesn't have any valleys. We want our road to be blessing to just straight ahead. But the road to the greatest blessing is the most difficult to travel. Why is it that the sweetest people, most gentle people, the people that you know reflect Jesus most clearly, are the people who have been through the most crap in their lives? right, right, you know, but here's the thing though, a lot of times we're going through crap in our lives and we meet, the other end of that spectrum is also sometimes some of the nastiest, bulliest people are the people who've gone through the most crap, but they didn't go through it the way Jesus wanted them to go through it, right, and so uh, the road to the greatest blessing is the most difficult to travel. Here's the thing about the word beatitude, I'm going to be super honest with you, up until probably my 30s, I thought the word beatitude meant this is the attitude I need to have. When I read through scripture, I thought it actually had something to do with my attitude, right? I think it's funny that the word attitude, you know, is in beatitude, right? And, 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 and so I thought, okay, I need to have these attitudes. And, you know, that makes sense. That, that makes perfect sense. But actually the word beatitude, uh, it, it means happy. It means Fortunate. The word beatitude means supremely blessed. Wow. Doesn't that just completely change the meaning of this when you read it? You go, wow, okay, supreme blessing. Uh, So when Jesus says that a person who is poor, in mourning, is humble, is merciful, a person who's working for peace is being persecuted, and he says he's blessed, it means that he's blessed in the highest order. He is supremely blessed. There's not a better blessing. Wow. It's way too quiet in here for that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Supremely blessed. So, if you're here this morning, you know what? I'm I'm grieving. I'm going through a difficult time. I'm being persecuted. I'm trying to be humble in this situation where someone is attacking me. Right? Right? I'm trying to be Christ like and I'm really suffering for it, it means that I'm blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. It means the kingdom of God will be or is when He talks about if you're being persecuted. Is. Right? It is. And and so if you're poor, if you're going through financial problems today, you're struggling to get by, is the kingdom of God going to be yours or is? is wow it means you are supremely blessed and in the moment you might not feel like it nobody feels like it y'all you know we, we put so much emphasis on our feelings today that's another sermon altogether. but y'all sometimes just need to tell your feelings to shut up okay all right it means you're blessed and so if you really need God today you can say I am fortunate I'm fortunate I'm so so fortunate." You know, it's funny when you read through the Old Testament, and if you read through it, and I I say read through it slowly, but if you read through it kind of quickly and you watch the nation of Israel and you go, every time they went through several seasons of prosperity, that's when they turn their back on God, right? You know, you read through the Old Testament, sometimes it's frustrating. Like you would respond any differently, right? Or me. Like I would respond any differently. Sometimes I read through the Old Testament and I go, Oh, come on, Israelites, wake up! Come on, you dummies, right? Like this. But you know what? I would probably be in the same boat. I would probably get in my pants kicked by the Lord in the same situation. But, you know, uh, when we go through trouble, and when they went through trials, what did they do? They cried out to the Lord. They cried out to God. And so, you know, when you, if you're in a situation right now that has you on your knees every day, good. Good. Because remember when things were going good and you weren't on your knees every day? right right i think sometimes if we just learn to be on our knees every day every day we probably wouldn't have so many hard times you know because god wouldn't have to keep going i'm going to remove that prop i'm going to remove that support so that you'll come back to me ah that's just me okay that's not like in the bible i'm just saying that's me you know and i think that that the the history of israel kind of you know uh would support my my little theory in that right and so, if you're grieving, say I'm blessed. And so when I read this, uh, this passage, it seems to me that kind of Jesus is sort of, even sort of dividing uh, the recipients of these blessings into different categories. So he talks about, first he says, there are those who are enduring suffering. And that was, that's sort of one category of people. There are those who are enduring suffering. They're poor in spirit, right? And you read this phrase, poor in spirit, and... You might even just say that they're, they're drained of life. They're drained of vitality, right? Anybody here ever felt drained of life and vitality? OK, again, the rest of you are lying. liar. Um, but you know, they're drained of life. They're drained of vitality. If you've ever been deeply depressed before, you know that uh, depression is like that. In fact, I heard one guy say that depression isn't the opposite of joy. That depression is actually the opposite of vitality. You have no vitality at all. And I remember going through a season in my life when I was so depressed where, you know, I, I could be just sitting there starving but not have the energy to get up and make myself something to eat. Yeah, anybody ever been that depressed before? Yeah. It's, the, it's like the vitality and life is completely drained from you. And Jesus says if you're poor in spirit, you're drained of life, drained of vitality, um, you know, it could just... just paint a picture of someone who just needs this this touch from God. And and I've been there before, just miserable. God, I just need a touch from you because really nothing else is going to get me out of this bed today. Nothing else is going to get me out of this chair. And I just need a to touch. I'm just operating. I'll get f- the, the gas is gone. The fumes are gone. I don't even know how. I think I'm just going forward at this point because the road happens to be slanted this way a little bit and the car can keep rolling, right? You got nothing. You got nothing. And so uh, it's sort of that picture, that picture. And so uh, it's, it's people enduring suffering They're being per- or people who are being persecuted for following him. You know, in the time, and I think kind of it's interesting that Jesus would say this during the, the Beatitudes, during like almost sort of towards the beginning or the, uh, let's just say, uh, inclined part of his ministry, he's saying this, and I think he's, he's really saying it prophetically. Blessed are those who persecuted for following me, because in that actual moment, well, the Bible doesn't talk about a whole lot of persecution. Maybe some family members were getting on the disciples. I don't know. But after Jesus' uh, death, after his resurrection, there was loads of persecution. So maybe he was speaking prophetically. He said, if you're, if you're persecuted for following me, because after the resurrection, man, persecution of Christians ran deep, right? Imagine if, because you were a Christian, you couldn't get a job. Imagine if, because you were a Christian... Uh, your family said to you you're dead to me right which in some countries that happens in fact in some countries if somebody finds Jesus and goes home and says look family I found Jesus it is their parents legal right to kill them right and so man there is some heavy persecution and Jesus is speaking directly to this and he's saying look if you are blessed in that case Or people who are mourning, and he's including this with suffering, people enduring suffering. People who are in mourning. Grief and mourning. If you have ever been through severe grief and mourning, it's almost like suffering death while you're still alive. It is, uh, it will grip you, it will rattle you, and it is, uh, wow and and I can tell you you know some of you guys remember you know in in 2019 when my dad passed away I I felt that way there was that it was almost like I feel like I'm dead but I'm alive Um, it's a it's a grief so deep that you can feel it in your body have you ever felt so sad you feel in your whole body you know your legs feel weak your stomach feels sick chest is burning what is this? You know, i mean just you feel it in your whole body you feel like you got weights on your shoulders and so jesus is speaking to this and he's saying you're blessed if you are going through these things or he talks about people seeking justice they've been wronged and they just want to see justice be done on their behalf and if you've ever been wronged, if somebody's ever stolen from you, somebody has ever abused you, and you have this sense where I, I, I want justice, you just cry out to God, God, give me justice. And so Jesus is talking to these people, and he's saying you're blessed. And then he says there's those people then also who, for just, a, uh, just for a lack of a better description, you know, he's talking about a meek, and they're humble, and they're seeking peace. And he, I'm just going to call these people people who are just striving to be more like Jesus. People who just want to be more like Jesus. And they're humble, they're merciful, they're pure in heart, right? Either way, whether we're going through it, or we're trying to approach life and others with humility and mercy or purity, it isn't easy. None of these things are easy. None of them at all, right? It's very difficult because they go against just sort of our own nature. Because we don't want to don't be merciful, we want revenge, right? When, when somebody wrongs us, we think about revenge. When somebody says something nasty to you, or sends you a nasty gram over social media, or over email, what do we do? The first thing we do is we start formulating our response how do I put that person in their place we don't think about you know we don't think about revenge in fact a lot of times we obsess over how do I clear my name how do I how do I do damage control how do I do reputation management we all want reputation management meanwhile Jesus is up there going hey let me be your defense attorney let me handle that because guess what I can do a lot better job because you ever notice that when you do uh, reputation management when you want to defend yourself all it does is sort of like make things worse right because then it's, it's almost like we have this, this this circle around us of offense and we think we're doing damage control we think that we're doing reputation management but what we're actually doing is we're dragging people into our circle and God does not want you to drag people into your circle right what did Jesus do and Peter cut the temple guard's ear off immediately healed it healed it right and that's what jesus wants to do for you he wants to heal you he doesn't want your circle of offense growing and growing and growing and so that's another sermon altogether. but he's talking about people who are trying to be like jesus they're humble they're merciful they're pure in heart okay and and it's not easy it's not easy to go through things and it's not easy to be like jesus but the greatest blessings ever that, that ever the greatest blessings ever come on the other side of these on the other side of these right so tell me when you were going through offense and you got that other person back did you feel blessed but when you were going through your offense and you forgave that person and you moved forward did you feel blessed then yeah right god's economy is pretty awesome God's economy, we've got to listen to God's economy, we've got to trust him, okay? You know, it's funny, there's a Seinfeld episode where George Costanza does everything the opposite of what he wants to do. And he's like blessed beyond how he ever has been, right? You guys remember that? I think there's a lot of spiritual principle to that. <laughs> if we just do the opposite of what we feel like doing in the moment, we'll know a lot of blessing, okay? But the greatest blessings come on the other side, the other side. Okay? Which brings me to the next point. Listen, if you're going through it, you're in good company. I think one of uh, one of the uh, one of the weapons that the enemy uses, and I, it's, it's probably one that he like uses a lot. I think the enemy has a couple weapons that he he keeps on the ready. You know, I do this because I'm like, you know, he's got swords, right? Because uh, y'all know there's a character in 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 my books that carries a lot of weapons on him. So I always kind of sort of imagine, you know, the enemy is just sort of got these swords. And I think one of the weapons that he uses the most is, you're alone in this, right? You are alone in this. This is the exception. Everybody else is walking around blessed, and you're going through the mill, right? But listen, when we understand that we're actually in good company, Okay? The, the prophets, the people that we look at today and go, those were amazing people. These are, the, these are the, the granddaddies of Scripture. They went through it too, right? They went through it. It's easy to feel alone in the bad things we go through. It really is. But what you're going through is not unique. It feels unique. You feel alone, but it's not. You're in good company. You are in good company. Jesus was perfect and without sin. look what happened to him. Look what happened to him. He was without sin. Ultimate betrayal. He was betrayed unto death. Unbelievable. Could you imagine that? The greatest man who ever ever lived, walking around, what would he do? He's healing people. He's raising people from the dead. He's he's literally just withholding nothing at all, right? Betrayed. But somehow we think it's a surprise, a sucker punch. Where'd that come from? And we're far from perfect. Well, at least I'm not. I know some of you guys are perfect, but I'm not, right? Jesus was perfect, and look what happened to him. So you might say, really, that suffering is the fee that we pay to be a part of an exclusive, incredible group of people, right? That's the fee. Suffering is, that's their dues. That's, our, that's the fee we pay. That's our entry to get to be a part of this group. Huh? That's pretty awesome to be a part of the saints and so you're not alone we're in this together right and what does Jesus say a great reward is waiting for us in heaven A great reward is waiting for us in heaven I can't wait to go to heaven I really can't I I know that I say I'm gonna live to be 120 because I'm just super healthy and and fairly ripped uh, according to my son and uh i'm pretty a pretty healthy guy say i'm gonna live to be about 120 but you know there's a whole lot of days where i go god i'll be okay if i live to 51 and i get to be with you and it's just i just want to be with you you know i'm all right i'm all right with that so i you you'll be fine you'll be fine you're still very attractive uh somebody somebody else will come along (laughs) just kidding (laughs) all right and then the last thing I think that Jesus is saying is, never stop hoping. Never stop hoping. I, if we begin to feel our hope fade, our hope ebb, that should be red flag. Psh. Never stop hoping. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is yours. He says, you will be comforted. You will see justice. You will be shown mercy. You will see God. You will be called children of God. Can I just say that again? Because I don't think you get it. The kingdom of heaven is yours. You will be comforted. You will see justice. You will be shown mercy. You will see God. You will be called the children of God. Yeah, right? We have hope. And some of these things we'll experience on this side of heaven. We will. This is it. You know, Jesus, like I said, the kingdom of God is now and not yet. And sometimes we think, (sighs) I get it, yeah, one day when I'm in heaven. I know, I know, when I get to heaven, right? But Jesus is not just saying, when you get to heaven, he's also saying, in the now, man, you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, right? Okay? You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so, uh, some of these things will experience this side of heaven, others will be on the other side. The kingdom of God is now and not yet. You know, the blessings are ours and 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 we just don't give up i love the words of jesus you know he's saying these things in revelation jesus pays john uh, a visit out on the isle of patmos uh, after he had resurrected he comes back he visits john and he says those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as i was victorious and sat with my father on his throne wow what an incredible like thing to hold on to He's saying those who are victorious, those who go through persecution and stay true to me, those who are tempted and stay true to me, those who go through the ringer and stay true to me, those who keep their hopes up, guess what? They're going to sit with me on a throne. Ooh, that should get you excited. And so I love those words. The road to blessing is the most difficult to travel. And so uh, what I just feel like, you know, the Lord doing today. And even while we were worshiping today, I felt like, you know, let's just kind of read through these things people grieving, people going through persecution, people, you know, uh, that the Lord just wanted to just touch you today, just touch some people today. And so, uh, Wendy, if you would just come up and join me, um, I want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. Uh, you know, sometimes it just seems like the Lord shows up with an agenda. I'll come over here for just a second and pray, and then, and then, yeah, I go over there. Um, but you know, if you, yeah, let's just get the whole, let's just let the church be the church for a minute here. Um, if you're seeing yourself in. In the words of uh, Jesus' sermon today, where maybe you're being persecuted, maybe you've been betrayed, maybe you're grieving, right? Maybe you're seeking justice. Someone has harmed you. Uh, I just believe God wants to touch you today. He wants to bring. He wants to bring some of that not yet into the now. And uh, if you'd like prayer for that today, why don't you just, just stand up with me? Because we're, we're just going to let the church be the church today. Just stand, just stand with me here, and um, I just want to just going to see the Lord move today. Yeah, there's just something about. I just want to read it to you again, my friends here that are standing, and if you're not standing but you need prayer. It's not too late. It's not too late. I'll let you stand. But I want to read to you the words of Jesus again. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. This is this is these are the words of Jesus speaking to you today. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be glad. For a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Yeah. Do you want to say something?
1: Um, when the worship team is praying together this morning, I saw a picture of y'all sitting in here and I, and the glory of the Lord just came and settled on some of you like a heavy weighted blanket. And what I heard God saying was that in your trials, in your trouble, in your in all the things that he just mentioned, God's glory, his presence is stronger, it's heavier, so it rests on you, and so you can endure those things if you have, if God doesn't deliver you out of them, he's going to bring you through them. We all know this, right? But that his glory, his presence is enough. And I just saw it settling on you. So I want to pray that over you, that His glory would just settle on you like that warm, weighted blanket that brings comfort and peace.
0: Well, let's do this just before you pray. Uh, hey, let's be the church. If, if somebody is standing near you, just take a quick peek around. Somebody's standing near, I want you to just go and put your hand on their shoulder, okay? If they're comfortable with that. I don't see any masks in here, so everybody should be comfortable with that. Uh, but. I've uh, Got you know people standing here, people standing here. Uh, look around. Let's be the church. It's okay if you get up and move out of your seat. It's all right. Um, let's 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 do that. Oh wait, I don't want anybody just standing there without somebody praying for them. Okay, and so we want to do that. Yeah, uh, let's be the church. You just feel feel the Lord working through this. Even sometimes it's like, man, I can't even remember the last time somebody gave me a kind touch on the shoulder. You know, and the Lord just working through that. yeah do okay, you want to pray for that?
1: Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Mm-hmm. He is here. Mm-hmm. fast. Holy Spirit, just settle on these people like that warm-weighted blanket. Oh, with your glory, your peace, your presence. It's in your presence, nothing else, nothing compares, nothing compares to you. I just hear him saying that, and it sounds so simple, but what I hear him saying is, I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am on your side, and I am with you. So, Lord, we receive your presence right now. I come against condemnation in Mm. the name of Jesus. Those voices that would say, this is why you're in this position. Mm. Think about what you're doing. Think about what you've said. I come against that in the name of Jesus. I speak your peace, God. Mm. Your truth, God. And your unrelenting love. Just rest on these people, God. Mm.
0: I just I pray against hopelessness. I pray against uh, the inability to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. You know, sometimes we go through tough times because of uh, because of our own actions of our own we do dumb things and sometimes we go through tough times just because we go through tough times it's just part of being alive
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and and we try to we try to find meaning in our pain
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going through this because you know what I have not been diligent in doing my devotion I'm going through this because... Yeah, we try to find meaning that way. But I think what God would say is, look, whether you're here because you didn't meet some sort of strange standard. Or you're here because of some other reason. You know what? It doesn't matter. I want to bring you through. It Doesn't matter why you're here. What matters is that you find me here. Can I just? I just. I feel like that. That just kind of lifted a burden off of a few people. <laughs> Worrying about why you're here. It doesn't matter why you're here. What matters is that you find God here and that you move forward with Him. Hmm. God, we praise you. We receive all that you want to do in us now. All that you want to bring us through. And God, we, we look at your blessings that you say in Matthew 5 and we say we receive it God I receive the kingdom of heaven <laughs> I receive the kingdom of heaven I receive your comfort right I receive your justice I receive your mercy God I receive closeness with you and in the, in the ability to see you more clearly I receive that yeah wow can you just just you can just say that? God, I receive your kingdom. I receive your comfort. I receive your justice. I receive your mercy. I receive your closeness. Because hmm. I'm a child of God. Because I'm a child of God. God, we praise you. We thank you.